हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट सिक्स पॉलिटिकल इकोनॉमी ऑफ डेवलपमेंट एंड आवर टॉपिक इज इंटरनेशनल कैपिटल फॉलोस द अबाउ कंक्लूजन केयर्स वेल विद अ कॉन्कोमिनटेंट ऑफ द थ्योरीज which assign primacy and decisiveness to capital accumulation as the developmental variable according to this concomitant proposition the poor less developed late industrializing countries with low technological capabilities and weak states have to depend on international capital transfers from the rich early industrialized country in order to break free from the vicious circle of low income low savings low capital accumulation and hence low income operating in a cumulative manner ever since the end of the second world war especially after the us president harry truman's oft quoted inaugural speech recognizing under development and accepting the challenge of development in effect an attempt to make the so called underdeveloped world a poor asymmetrically linked carbon copy of the rich early industrialized countries the policy of capital transfer has been an important fulcrum of development economics and policy the world bank as a multilateral agency along with its regional affiliations are engaged in a highly lucrative and business of what is called the development finance and carrying international capital flows in various forms like official development assistant oda that is concessional loans grants foreign direct investment fdi portfolio investment external borrowing trade credits etc is considered a prominent plank of international development cooperation both by the recipients and the donors or lenders or investors these inflows were justified in term of the two gap theory that is making good for deficiency of saving and of foreign exchange following from export pessimism caused by low level of industrialization low elasticity of both supply and demand of primary commodities moreover it was maintained that the capital inflows bring along with them advanced high productivity technology new products which can complete the production circuit and help modernize the 
economy. Thus, it was argued increased income flows and advanced product mix resulting from the international capital flows can help initiate and sustain growth in the poor low average income countries. Ever since the end of the Second World War, the processes of capital movement have been going on in various forms moving finance from the early industrialized to the late industrializing economies, though lately fears regarding reverse flow of resources have also been expressed. It is difficult to provide an independent separate overall empirical assessment of the impact of the international capital flows owing to the difficulty of separating out the effect of various variables and processes which have operated simultaneously. However, cumulatively debt liabilities of the poor economies have escalated to such proportions that often the debt servicing amounts exceed the fresh new inflows. In this way, on the net basis, one comes across a certain measure of reverse flow of resources from the capital deficit to the capital surfeit economy. Then the relative importance of ODA has declined versus FDI and foreign portfolio investment. Short run speculative capital movement have reached astronomical proportions destabilizing economies. According to the World Bank report 2000, total flows in 1999 came to 82,892 million US dollars. Of these private account flows were the largest at 71,446 million US dollar while ODA was 6,193 million US dollar and grant by the NGOs were 2,232 million US dollar. These figures include the amounts going to Russia and other transition economies. It may be rightly that FDI still moves overwhelmingly within the well-to-do countries, which highlights the role of profitability, demand and mutual complementarily between the rich investing and recipient economies. The transnational companies with their branches and aff affiliates are the main agencies with their global business interests and the active participation in global finance and current currency speculation and as main player in global market for corporate control by means of mergers and acquisitions. A good part of FDI is by the principals in their branches and some profits are obtained improperly by means of transfer uh, 
pricing. The product mix technology, energy use, magnitude and the pattern small Icelands of very high salaries and perks among the top executives of TNCs, tax avoidance and evasion, bribing of politicians and bureaucrats, active promotion of consumerism, disregard of local national cultures, attempts to have homogeneous consumption pattern in order to reap the economies of scale and scope, finance and currency market speculation, ETC are the features of FDI by the TNCs which have generally been regarded negatively from the point of the poor men and women of both the poor and the rich countries. Their impact on labor and employment especially by means of shifting the location of their production facilities has not been viewed positively. Similarly, they have in various ways weakened national sovereignty of the poor countries and weakens the forces of inward-looking people-centric policies. Most serious of all has been their impact in the form of increasing dependence. In any case, their experience highlights both the non-feasibility and non-desirability of catching up modernization. In countries like India, FDI and external finance are relatively unimportant as even after opening up and giving red carpet treatment to foreign capital. They have rarely exceeded 2% of GDP compared to the overall rate of investment of over 25% generally. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the session.